Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Let's talk business with Ford Lease. Hassle-free vehicle leasing. Search Ford Lease to find out more. Now, what impact can the disruption of a family home have on children where one or even both parents have an addiction to alcohol? Alcohol Action Ireland has called for a national strategy to help children who are growing up in households where parents are abusing alcohol. Michael Gearin from Coonwera in Brewery is a regular on the show here on Limerick Today. And we're also joined this morning by clinical psychologist Dr. Mally Coyne. You're both very welcome to the programme this morning. Thank you very much. And Mally, if I can start with yourself this morning, an alcohol issue in the home will usually be something that goes on for a while. What sort of an impact can it have on children growing up? Uh, Gillian, it can have a huge impact on children in terms of their development, in terms of their emotional well-being. Children rely on their parents for food, for clothing, for a safe and warm environment. Um, and predictability is a huge part of that. And having a parent who's reliable um, and routines and care and support. And, you know, they rely on the boundaries as well to develop into responsible, well-adjusted adults. So if a, if a parent is abusing alcohol within the home, those, um, you know, all those critical things for a child's, you know, well-being are going to be impacted on by by the parent drinking. And... Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I suppose it can also be, like, it, it, it's just a really, really difficult thing, and it can consume a child. It depends on the, the level of it, but it can consume a child. It can, you know, shape their every moment from the time they wake up to the time they go to bed because they're kind of wondering, you know, they're looking out for the signs. Is mommy or daddy drinking today? Is there going to be a row in the house? There might be increased conflict. Parents can be, you know, people can be socially isolated in the household because it's a shameful thing as well. So it, it, it can really have a massive impact on the child. Michael, in your experience, is this something that families are good at hiding, uh, you know, or, or children are good at hiding from the outside world? Or is it obvious to, let's say, you know, the school teachers, their class friends or whatever, that there's something going on at home if they're the child of alcoholic parents? Yes, and Gillian, very often we would see cases um, and we would we would see cases where we would have individuals in, in treatment with us who would have children um, who might be able to, to speak of their experiences. But very often we see clients in treatment who would have come from homes where that happened and they would now be adults and they would speak at great length at the profound effect that it had on them. And one of the common things that you see is you will see a child particularly if they're in a sibling position, which is high up in the family, taking on a caretaker role. In other words, they will undertake to try and conceal this, what's going on in the family home from the outside world. So you will see things like an older child getting up in the morning early and taking care of the other children and dressing them and giving them breakfast and so on and getting them out to school in a normal way in order to pretend to the world that this isn't happening. So very often this can get concealed and the trauma and the very profound effect it's having on children um, in the home can get concealed until it gets to a very bad state by which time it will become apparent to people that there's something going on. So Molly, what sort of things do you think, you know, school teachers or maybe even neighbours 
are, are there ways that they can keep, I suppose, see triggers and things that may be impacting on children? Um, well, I know Alcohol Action Ireland are calling for a national strategy and they would like um, in their report mandatory training in schools to recognize pupils who are experiencing trauma. And I suppose in terms of trauma, this is one of the traumas that a child can experience. So I think if, if um, you know, similar to any child protection concern within the school, if the child is coming to school late a lot of the time, you know, they haven't been fed, you can see that they're unkept in a way or... You know, and then their schoolwork is suffering. When you think about it, if you're constantly thinking about, is mommy or daddy going to drink today? You know, or is there going to be row? Or what's going to happen? That actually stops the child from being able to learn and to concentrate and to enjoy things in life because they're on high alert. They have to be on high alert in case something happens. So... I think for any, you know, for anybody out, outside who kind of notices it, notices something different, I think, first of all, it's important to say that we cannot go with the blaming and the stigmatizing of a parent who has an alcohol issue because that isn't going to help in any way, you know. But I think it's really important, though, that if you are concerned about a child, whether you be a teacher or, you know, a, a, public, a member of the public, a neighbor or a family member, that, you know, in the first instance, you would try to talk if you can to the, the um, I mean, obviously, if you're a teacher, you have your child protection um, kind of uh, ways of going about it. But if you're a close family member, that you would speak to the person in a firm but respectful way about their drinking. But you can always contact Tusla Social Work, um, you know, and, and, and it doesn't but, but mean... But is somebody people... going to do that? Let's say it's, for example, it's somebody, your sister. Yeah. You know, um, you're, uh, that has a drink problem and maybe has young children and you're worried about your sister and you're worried about your nieces and nephews in the home. Well, in that in that situation, you can try to talk to your sister about the the issues and try to say, you know, there is help out there. These are, you know, this is what I've noticed rather than you're drinking, you're doing this, you're doing that. This is what I've noticed. But just to say, when you contact Tusla Social Work, people have this idea that it's all about your kids being taken away from you. That is absolutely the last port of call in terms of a case, you know, in terms of a situation like this. Tusla have a big family support branch that kind of looks after supporting families um, and yes there's a child protection element there as well and you can just ring to even anonymously and say I have a concern about this you know there's always a social worker on duty I have a concern about this child or this family I don't want to name myself or who they are yet is this something that you know can you give me a little bit of advice about how I would go about doing that so it doesn't mean that when you pick up the phone to Tusla those you know immediately there's going to be like they are so overrun and busy that like you know they they're not going to act unless you know there there's many many uh, things that they can do before, you know, taking children out of a home, say. And I think people don't realise that. Michael, what do you think is the usual reaction if a family member comes to somebody who has a problem with alcohol and says, you have a problem with alcohol, your children are suffering, something needs to be done? Very often the first, the preliminary reaction that you will get from somebody in that situation is denial um, and anger. And that's, that's perfectly understandable and um, to be expected in situations like that. But as, as the, the person, the other person is saying there, sorry, I don't know her name. Mally, um, Mally Dr. Mally. Uh, I beg your pardon, Mally. Um, right. the, the, um, the correct way to go about it, and she is absolutely right in what she is saying, is that you intervene, 
in a very firm but respectful manner. And in so doing, you would hope you would get the person or encourage them to take a look at their drinking and their habits and the problems it is causing in the home for both themselves and their children. Um, I'd just like to reiterate, I think the idea of a, a mandatory awareness training programme for teachers is a wonderful idea, but equally, a pathway needs to be drawn up that when teachers become aware of these adverse experiences, that there are pathways there where people can be referred to professional help, both the children involved in the case and the adult who is also suffering as well. Mally, do you think there's still a, a stigma, though, attached to getting outside support for what people assume everybody should be able to do without help? Just raise your children when in reality, it's it's not always that straightforward. Yeah, I think there's a huge stigma around substance misuse and drinking generally. And I suppose the issue in Ireland is there's a social acceptance around it. And we have to think of now in the COVID crisis and how much more drinking is going on within the home as well. So, yeah, like that's the thing. You know, we talk about this this word called enmeshment, which is basically like say that child, and, and Michael was very right, it's called parentification where you take on the role of the parent and the family. Like... You're so concerned, you know, that all the family members, you know, everyone kind of is in this together that they don't want, they're afraid to kind of, you know, they're, they're social isolation, they're afraid to go and ask somebody for help, you know, and, and very often, you know, you grow up and then you realize, you know, like like the real true impact of it really dawns. Um, but I, but there's lots of sources of help out there. You know, we have like obviously there's two slight view for children. There, Bernardo's has a great website with lots of resources. Childline, um, alcohol and drugs helpline with the HSC, Al-Anon, AskAboutAlcohol.ie. You know, the, you know, there's a lot of support out there, but it's about you know, if you are a child or if you are a teenager and, and you're struggling or uh, an, an adult, that you would tell one other person if you can and just kind of get... But that's a really difficult thing to do because, yes, there is a lot of secrecy and shame around it. And, Michael, the other point is is that during th- this pandemic, you know, parents who might have gone out to have their few drinks and maybe those that overindulged, children might have been in bed when those parents fell in the door and the kids might have been more or less unaware of the darker side of their parents' drinking. But that drinking is now happening at home. So it has to be having a bigger impact. Yes, indeed, um, Gillian. And, and to be honest, as far as we're concerned, at least, there is probably no upside to the change from pub drinking and social drinking to home drinking that has occurred because of the COVID-19 restrictions. Um, so you are right that the, the the child who would be witnessing the behaviour of somebody who would have an alcohol dependence issue, um, they would be far more exposed to it and they would see with, with possibly far greater clarity than they would if that person was drinking um, outside of the home, which is what happens in a lot of cases as well. Um, but there is definitely, we're predicting with some degree of certainty that there will be an upswing in alcohol abuse incidents and alcohol dependence incidents as a result of what has happened this year with COVID and so on and so forth. Because of the prevalence of home drinking um, has exacerbated things quite considerably. And the young people, I mean, young people who are not allowed to socialise the way they normally would uh, in these times. I mean, it's very normal 
for young people to have the kind of house parties that everybody was giving out about uh, during the summer because now they are unsafe from a public health point of view, but they can't do those normal things. So would you be concerned that the only activity that they have is drinking in wherever they're living? Yeah, that's one one concern about it is the fact that the only kind of release that that's available to them is is drinking and and not interacting with their friends in a manner that they would have had before this. But I think a bigger issue is the general concern and disease that is amongst people out there over the whole COVID nineteen pandemic and the possibility and likelihood that there are a good number of people self-medicating the stress that they are feeling because of COVID with alcohol. And that would be a perfect storm in terms of developing alcohol dependence issues. And uh, Dr. Mally Coyne, we know we're not supposed to self-medicate with things like alcohol and it's supposed to be exercise and meditation and mindfulness and yoga and all that sort of thing. Like, I mean, that knowledge is all out there, but so many of us find that so difficult. Yeah, I mean, the last few months have been just so hard for so many people. There have been so many losses. There's palpable grief going on out there. I'm a psychologist and I can, I hear it and I see it every day, you know, and it's it's really hard. Everybody has lost out in ways. Yes, people have gained, but in some ways, but there's been so many losses. So, yeah, substance misuse, it, it, and, and you're more likely, you know, to kind of, to, to turn to substances if you have possible trauma if you're in your earlier life as well or, you know, difficulties and you haven't maybe, you know, but but we also need to think about, there was a really good ad a few years ago, askaboutalcohol.ie, where parents were waking up really hungover and less able for their kids. It wasn't that they were like mega, you know, problem drinkers, but that they were... You know, they'd had too much to drink the night before. I don't know, were they out or not? But, you know, they they woke up and then they just weren't able for their kids. And I think that's a really clever ad to show that alcohol can have a detrimental impact even when the parent doesn't regularly misuse. So I think if, if, you know, I suppose you'd kind of have to be looking out for the signs about, you know, in what way is alcohol, is alcohol affecting my life right now? Um, are there arguments because of drinking? Are there money problems? Is it, are there fights? Are there, you know, is my, you know, you just kind of asking yourself that question is a really important thing. Um, but there is help out there. And there are other ways. I, I would definitely say that getting professional help to find other self-soothing, because it is a self-soothing strategy, but it's just a really unhealthy one. And, you know, parents experience a lot of guilt because they do want to be good parents to their kids. But, you know, they're they're just struggling with an addiction. So really, it, help is, is really what's needed there. Michael, if there's somebody listening this morning and they're concerned either about their own uh, relationship with alcohol or concerned about children that are growing up in a home where they feel it's an issue, who should they contact? They can certainly contact us, Gillian, 06390 or www.coonvera.ie and our lines are men 24-7. If anybody feels they want to talk to us about their own drinking or if they're concerned about a, a loved one who might be drinking too much. We'd be delighted to help if we could. OK, well, thanks very much for joining us in Limerick today this morning. Michael Gearan from Coonwera in Bury and clinical psychologist Dr Mally Coyne. Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Let's talk business with Ford Lease. Hassle-free vehicle leasing. Search Ford Lease to find out more.